words on water. This episode is brought to you by Atlas Copco. Atlas Copco's Power Technique business area provides air, power, and flow solutions through products such as mobile compressors, pumps, light towers, and generators, along with a number of complementary products. It also offers specialty rental and provides services through a dedicated global network. Power Technique innovates for sustainable productivity across multiple industries, including construction, manufacturing, oil and gas, and exploration drilling. The business area is headquartered in Belgium. Product development and manufacturing units are located in Europe, Asia, South America, and North America. For more, visit atlascopco.com. Welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop. Joined for this episode by Abhijit Jain. He is Vice President and Business Line Manager of Power and Flow Division for North America for Atlas Copco. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Travis. Thanks for a quick introduction. So let's start with a real basic question. You know, people that listen to this podcast come from all different aspects of the water industry, all different levels also, entry-level students, executives, everything. So explain... Um, you know, the role of pumps at water utilities? I would say uh, two things. I'll try to reply this uh, in terms of not water, I'll say liquid, uh, because mm. sometimes uh, water is a mixture of what we are uh, basically transporting or extracting. So I think if you look at uh, any pump application, you can divide it into two high level uh, word cloud. Either it is a transportation from one point to another, or extraction, uh, you know, to give you an example on a construction site, you are extracting water while you are trying to build something or you're using applications like WellPoint to basically take the moisture out, which is also a form of water to make the uh, area dry so that you can further go for foundation and, you know, to have a good construction out of it. I, that, that's a very key point. We're not just talking about water here, right? We're talking about liquids and, and all, all kinds of different forms. Yeah. All right. So what you you've been in this this sector for a long time you're very close to the pump industry if you will and the water utility sector what have the recent trends been what's happening in this area yeah so i'm still uh, you know there are people with wisdom so i go out there to learn every day so <laughs> while i say i'm there with the business for a long time i'm trying to learn it and I think the trend uh, with water uh, is something or liquid is something which would continue to change as we evolve. Uh, you know, more and more urbanization is happening, more and more, uh, you know, you know, 12 months crop uh, and agriculture and irrigation is needed. More and more climate is changing every day and it's becoming, um, uh, it creates the challenge in itself. Uh, the weather is shifting and so on. So I think... Uh, the trend with water, what I would say is uh, definitely towards the uh, making the pumps uh, smart because uh, there is a lot of uncertainty out there. It's uh, quite volatile uh, with water. Uh, so making pump is smart is definitely one of the trend. And then definitely, you know, with fossils, uh, 
the second thing comes in what is the sustainability and can we have the electrification around that uh i think uh, with the shared economy uh, which is also penetrating globally i think the another trend which is coming is can we make one size fit for multiple application with uh, one of the crucial aspect on liquid uh, uh, world or pumping world is that most of the application and the pumps are designed one to one but uh, can you design something which can make one size fit not all but quite a big bandwidth uh is it uh, happening i think a lot is happening in that particular area but a lot more can happen you know so i think in terms of trend uh, if you want to simplify it shared economy and the impacts on the product portfolio is going to be the big one electrification uh, for the sustainability is going to be the next big thing and definitely with the uh, water everybody wants to have a reliability and continuity and uh, you know nobody wants if you're doing a sewer bypass for an example in your neighborhood that something goes wrong and you have a sewer all around your house right so yeah don't want that don't want that <laughs> um you 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 may said a couple things that I want to just kind of follow up on because I'm I'm really interested uh you know making pumps smart uh what what does that mean what's happening with pumps to head toward that direction now i'll give you uh, this with a very simple example suppose you are uh, transferring uh, water from a pond uh, because you want to basically put a liner or doing a, some kind of a construction on that particular site and you're transferring the water to make it dry now the pump is running at full capacity but as the water level dips down uh you know how do you want to run the pump uh, you know if the water level goes down uh, dramatically is your pump is smart enough to adjust to a stop uh, or avoid cavitation or if there is a temperature which goes down and suddenly the top layer of water when you go out there in the morning is already turned into ice how do you avoid that particular mm-hmm. kind of situation so there are a lot of things which you can automate a lot of things which we are working on where uh you know i talked about reliability say for instance in sewer bypass and one of the things which uh, happens uh, on the pump or we say that cavitation is one of the issue when if you have not sized the pump correctly you can kill the pump you give the best pump in the world and if you have not sized it wrong you can break it in uh, one hour you know say for instance so i think the smart pump is how the pump can adapt to the required surrounding condition towards the application now the key question is how that would happen so mm. you know we are working on multiple aspect of data points and uh, our pumps can now be done in a smart way you can throttle them and so on but uh, still we are collecting the data points where uh, artificial intelligence and uh, the connectivity can help uh, to monitor your pump or pumps can adapt to the condition mm. on the set parameters which you set Yeah I I figured that there would be some element of sensors and monitoring and and remote monitoring and and artificial intelligence keeping track of things and changing and that's my technical speak right there but I I figured that was part of the <laughs> equation yeah uh I'm really curious about this electrification uh you know the desire to kind of head in that direction and so this feeds into trying to reduce use of of fossil fuels so how how have pumps historically been powered and what's what's happening with electrification of pumps 
So I'll try to give this with an example towards the various segments. You know, some segments are ahead in this, but let's take an example for oil and gas, you know, and fracking is one of the application. And what is happening is, and during the fracking in the old days, you had diesel pumps and, uh, you know, you were fracking and you were transferring the water to the frack tank and to the other places uh, for the treatment. Now, there are big uh, gas generators on site, which is much more efficient to run compared to diesel, and then you have electrical pumps which can uh, be powered by that. So the obvious question on electrification or changing from fossil uh, to basically electric comes in, do you have the power availability? And if you have the power availability at site and uh, it's an installation which you can continually repeat, hey, you have the answer, you have a much more efficient uh, design. And why we are trying to do that? A diesel engine, an efficient diesel engine can have an efficiency based on brands close to 50% because it has its own limitation. But if you look at motors, the motors are highly efficient. They are in upside of 90s that you can have the efficiency around those. So you gain a lot of efficiency in that particular terms. And definitely electricity, if you have it, it's cheaper than running it with diesel. I, I imagine that some of this, some of these smart pumps, some of these electric, electrified pumps, if you will, are things that your customers are interested in. What else are you hearing from your customers in the water utility space when it comes to what they're looking for out of, out of pumps and, and hoping to achieve? I think connectivity is one of the things people want. Uh, you know, the world is all about predictability. We want to know about future uh, before it happens. You know, in uh, whatever business we are, we want to ha know how the trend would impact me and so on. So I think uh, one of the things which everybody wants is that. And they want to have a very uh, controlled, uh, uh, I would say, atmosphere around the unit or the, you know, where the pump is towards the application. So when you are looking at connectivity, which is going to be the future, uh, one is to collect the data and see the pattern of how we are using it on a application or at a construction site. You can basically uh, create a trend towards uh, forward looking, but at the same time, connectivity can help you to have instant gratification or you know instant control on the application side because we are optimizing everything, right? So I think... Uh, that's what I see is going to be uh, forward look. You've you've mentioned uh, you know efficiency and, and effectiveness. Could you talk a little bit more about what it takes to have pumps run in that type of manner um, to to have them be very efficient and and do the job they need to do? Yeah, I think a lot goes inside into it uh, based on application cycle. But if you look at the technology which is defining, because pump is, uh, you know, to give you an example, if you're transporting water, pump efficiency is constant, but hose and type of hose and the condition of hose can also undermine your efficiency while you're pumping, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, when you look at pump, uh, where I would... Uh, probably talk more about uh, and not the peripherals around it because there can be multiple of those uh, which impacts it. I think on the pumps uh, technology perspective, uh, if you look at surface pumps, uh, which is more centrifugal, you can have closed and open impeller design and you can have different efficiencies in relation to the technology towards the application you are using. Uh, I think we, we are almost uh, there where we are getting uh, constrained with the uh, technology which exists today. Uh, 
So it's like optimizing an engine now mm. that you can basically improve by 2%, 1%, you know, based on the design, what you have. Is there a lateral change? No, but with the change and shift of technology and how you can basically throttle your pump towards the application, there is multiple uh, gain, uh, you multiple point gain, which you can have. And that's the reason I said that if you have a smart pump, where you can basically bring back uh, the pump to the efficient uh, cycle or operate the pump to an efficient cycle, you gain an efficiency rather than letting the pump water to the full speed or full curve. If you can throttle that to run it in an efficient way, that's how you would gain the efficiency. So that's where connectivity and a smart pump would come and play the role. Yeah. So the electrification we talked about is, is obviously a huge sustainability issue. Is there anything else on that sustainability green solution front when it comes to pumps um, that's kind of happening now or under development or people want? Yeah, I think uh, uh, eventually, uh, you know, once you are through with electrification uh, side of it, there would be some more uh, inputs coming in with battery packs and microgrids. Uh, I have seen some sites where people are still uh, using microgrids now to basically power up electrical pumps where they are restoring the energy and converting the uh, energy into batteries and run it with the pumps. I think uh, uh, apart from technological change and uh, making the pump smart, I think the, the green movement would be about how the energy source is uh, to power the pumps. Even with electrification, you can have it from mains, but you can also store the electricity and use it. So there are a lot of applications, uh, which is quite uh, already there in United States, but uh, it's in the early adaptation stage. You, you would see that curve, which we have 10% would be early adapters. Mm, right. And we would have a turning point at a certain moment of time that everybody would see the value into it or commercial value into it before they started going in that direction. Last question is one I like to ask a lot on this podcast. And it's, you know, here, take out your crystal ball. Um, you've talked a lot about where things are headed. Is there anything else you see, you know, coming down the line in the next few years or whatever it might be when it when it comes to pumps? See, we as Atlas Copco, we always say our vision is to be first in mind, first in choice. And we always try to achieve that particular vision by our commitment towards sustainable productivity. So we always uh, look at every single product and technology, what we have is what we can do better. Mm -hmm. I think uh, from our perspective, uh, uh, the smart pump, uh, and we call it as liquid intelligence, probably is going to be the next future and it's coming soon actually we are almost mm. testing a lot of uh, uh, things around that particular uh, factor um, to give you an example if you can uh, have your pump uh, uh, which is currently uh, has a life cycle x and you can use that particular pump for a life cycle which is x plus 50 percent by just running and operating the pump into most efficient zone that's also sustainability because now our customers can have an asset which is much more longer in their fleet mm. and uh, they don't have to keep on uh, reinvesting into the fleet. So uh, according to me, the next wave of change in uh, short term uh, uh, or mid term is going to be more around connectivity and liquid intelligence or a smart pump and electrification. Uh, in terms of long term, 
there are a lot of things which is going on travis uh, mm-hmm. we are uh, uh, growing organically and inorganically and uh, uh, you probably heard about atlascope acquiring a, a pump uh, company in germany and uh, wang yang uh, is now part of the family and uh, i personally think a lot of things uh, is going to come but i i have to take my pause over here <laughs> to open up the card Gotcha, gotcha. Just a little foreshadowing there. Just plant a little seed. Well, exciting times. And Abhijit, I really appreciate your time and and all this information. Um, the the best thing about me hosting this podcast is how I get to learn so much from people like you. Uh, so uh, and then share it with the audience. But thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Words.